Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Episode 99, kind of crazy that we've gotten that far and we're what, a little bit more than a year into the podcast here? Um, but I appreciate you guys listening, and we got a pretty cool show for you here today. Weekend Freestyle on this Monday, breaking down the UWW Cadet World Team Trials. We had a heavy Iowa presence up in the Wisconsin Dells this past weekend for the Freestyle and Greco-Roman World Team Trial competitions, and it was a pretty strong weekend overall for Iowa high school wrestling. That sentence alone probably underplaying it because we're going to start this show with the biggest result of the weekend, and that was Southeast Polk's Nate Jessaroga making the cadet freestyle world team yeah big effing deal guys nate went five and zero to win the cadet freestyle spot at 51 kilograms about 112 pounds or so which means he'll be going to the cadet world championships in budapest later this summer he's just the fourth iowa high schooler to make the u.s cadet world team since uww reinstated the cadet world championships back in 2011 the other three all made the team back in 2014 that was lisbon's carter happel he was on the freestyle team and then both uh, Drew West from Solon and Ethan Anderson, also from Southeast Polk, they both made the Greco team. Side note real quick, shout out to Southeast Polk, right? Um, only four cadet world teamers from Iowa since 2011, and two of them have come out of that room. Pretty cool for that program. But in addition to winning the spot on the cadet world team, Nate was also named the UWW Cadet Freestyle World Team Trials Most Outstanding Wrestler. And when you look at who he beat to make the team, pretty easy to see why, guys. Freestyle portion um, of the competition spanned both Saturday and Sunday up in the Dells. Greco was strictly Friday. We'll touch on that later in the show. But during Saturday's preliminary rounds, here's Nate's path, guys. Um, Saturday, he defeated Minnesota's Alan Kohler, who was a double All-American at Fargo back in 2019. Nate won that match 2-0. Passivity point, step out point. Nice start, right? Quarterfinals, he beats Pennsylvania's Dalton Perry, who's ranked fifth nationally at 113 pounds. Nate won that one 4-1. Had a take down midway through the first period, then another midway through the second. Then we get to Sunday, semifinals. Nate notched perhaps the biggest win of the entire tournament, individually at least, when he defeated New Jersey's Mark Anthony McGowan. Mark Anthony McGowan, guys, if you're within the wrestling sphere in any capacity, right, you know this name. Uh, number one ranked wrestler at 113 pounds in the country, number four overall prospect in the 2023 class, that's according to Matt Scouts, and a 2019 cadet freestyle world champion, right? This guy's good. And Nate beat him pretty convincingly too, guys. Six to two. McGowan struck first there the takedown in the first period out of a sweep single, 2-0 lead at the break. Um, but then Nate came back and just applied so much freaking pressure, right? A couple of step out points makes it 2-2. So McGowan still has the lead on criteria. But then Nate scores a takedown out of a head outside shot to make it 4-2 with about 13 seconds left. Locks up a, a trap arm gut to make it 6-2 to ice it in the final seconds. That punched his ticket to the finals where Nate then had to wrestle California's Aiden Valencia, who I don't believe is immediately related to Zahid Anthony and all those guys, but he is still quite good at wrestling. Um, Aiden Valencia, he made the Cadet Greco World Team on Friday, ranked number three nationally at 106 pounds by Matt Scouts, and I watched him a few weeks ago at USA Wrestling's National Recruiting Showcase, guys. He, he's pretty good, right? And Nate swept him two matches to none, won that first match 5-2. to two. Valencia had a takedown in the second period, go up 2-1, but then Nate went step out, takedown, added another point on a failed challenge at the end. Nate ended up uh, winning that first match, and then he won the second one even more impressive, I thought, 4-0, 
Shot clock point in the first, step out point in the second, then a late takedown to secure his spot on the world team. Couple more things here about Nate's performance this weekend, guys. Five and zero, only outscored his opponents twenty-one to five, only gave up two takedowns. And here's what I thought was also interesting: he outscored his opponents sixteen to three in the second period, and he scored thirteen of his points in the final minute of the second period in his matches. That's the kind of stuff that'll not just earn you a spot on the world team, but it'll also put you in contention for medals at the World Championships. His defense was stingy. He continually found ways to apply pressure while not allowing a lot of points, right? It was very impressive. Um, He adjusted well against both McGowan and Valencia. Those are the only two guys that scored takedowns on him. Fought hands, defended well all weekend, continually applying pressure. Just held position so well. It was very impressive to watch. We knew he was good, but he just took it to a whole different level this weekend. Um, Awesome to watch. Uh, now, Nate, hey, state champion a couple months ago. He's going to take his talents to the world stage later this summer. Um, this weekend was a great moment for Nate, his family, uh, Seabolt Wrestling Academy, his club team, Southeast Polk, right, and obviously the entire state of Iowa. We caught up with Nate afterwards. It was a quick interview. He's notoriously a man of a few words, right? Um, but he talked about his weekend, his performance, what he expects out of himself later this summer. Um, and I thought, you know, just the way he was talking, just very straightforward. He cracked a few smiles here and there. Obviously, he's very proud of this accomplishment, and he was also very very proud of the way that he was able to compete this weekend. So let's go to him now, Nate Jessaroga, cadet world teamer from Southeast Polk. Here you go. You yeah. I feel like I wrestled um, really good, Talk about your path. You know, your bracket and your path was crazy. You had to go through the cadet world champion uh, to get here, and you did it. Yeah. Uh, training prepares us for tough matches back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So I just relied on that, got the job done. Dude, your defense is really one of the bigger things I think that stuck out this weekend just about your wrestling. How, how big of an emphasis was it to just be as stingy as you were? Yeah, to be solid and yeah, stingy. I don't know. Uh, like wrestling live goes, that's, that, that's what I feel like helps me for that. Just not trying to give up any points but still looking to score like during practice. What are you looking forward to most about Budapest? Uh, winning worlds. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks, Nate. And Nate, the, in addition to your defense, though, man, you, you, your gas tank really, I mean, that's also something that came through. You're able to pile on points late in virtually every match this weekend. How do you, how do you develop that? How do you, like, how are you able to be, you know, be so stingy but at the same time still apply pressure, right? Our training, just tr- trusting the coaching, uh, like through practice, is trying to hit everything 100%. I think that's, that's what we're doing for that. Who do you go with most in practice? Who's your main workout partners? Uh, I like to switch it up. I go with Carter Freeman, Kenley Robbins, you know, um, Drake, whenever I can wrestle with him. Just, just whoever's there, I guess. All right, buddy. Hey, congratulations. Like I said, guys, Nate, notoriously man of very few words, but he does let his wrestling do the talking. He was very, very impressive this weekend, and his performance was the biggest highlight, um, but it was not the only highlight, right? In all, nine Iowa high schoolers finished in the top eight of the Cadet Freestyle World Team Trials, and then we had two more in the top eight at the Cadet Greco-Roman World Team Trials, um, and we also had a couple of really good performances, I thought, in the 15U National Championships, which were held alongside the Cadets competition over the weekend. So nine that medaled in the Cadet Freestyle, Eight took six, sixth or better. 
Six finished fourth or better. Three of them ultimately made the finals. Also, um, I know you guys, a handful of you guys were following along on Saturday because I made the trip up to the Dells. Six Iowa high schoolers made the semifinals, which was the most of any state that was competing over the weekend. Um, believe it was uh, Pennsylvania and California. They were both second with four in the semifinals, and then a bunch of states um, had three in the semifinals. Pennsylvania ultimately put two different guys on the team. Um, Iowa obviously just had the one in Nate. Um, other than that, I think every other state only had one, at least on the freestyle team. I'd have to double check maybe the Greco team, and um, we'll obviously do the, uh, the the girls freestyle cadet teams later. Um, I think that's just next, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after down in Texas, where they're going to do you know the cadet women, the 15U women, juniors, um, and then a couple different age levels as well. But anyway, very strong performance from Iowa on Saturday, and I, I still even Sunday, I was quite impressed with the way some of these guys battled, even though Nate was the only one to make the team. Come Sunday, like I said, three advanced to the finals. There was Nate, obviously, who made the team, but we also had Waverly Shell Rocks, Aiden Riggins at 71 kilos, and Bettendorf's Bradley Hill at 110, right? So Riggins, I thought he had a tremendous weekend. It just it had a tough ending, right, because he didn't ultimately make the team. He won four matches during Saturday's preliminary rounds. That put him in the semifinals. He began with a 12-2 win over Illinois' Braden Stauffenberg. That guy made the Greco team on Friday. Then So real real strong start there from Aiden Riggins, right? He only got better. Uh, 10-0, 10-0 technical fall, um, back-to-back 10-0, 10-0 technical falls. One of them was in 61 seconds. One of them was in 25 seconds. That put him in the quarterfinals. There he matched up with Michigan's Josh Barr, who entered the tournament 13th nationally at 160 pounds. Um, Riggins won a wild one, man, 3-2. He actually led 1-1 on criteria, about 30 seconds left in the second period. Barr takes a shot. Riggins stuffs it and then kind of hips into him, puts uh, Barr on his hip just enough that it looked like he scored two on an exposure. One, Two of the three refs actually awarded him two. Barr's corner challenged the call, and then the refs ultimately reversed it and ended up giving Barr a point because as the action continued, Riggins stepped out. That gave Barr a 2-1 lead with 20 seconds left. So out of the restart, this is what was really cool. Riggins shot in on a double, picked Barr up, planted him on his hip for two with six seconds left, won that match 3-2. That pushed him into the semifinals. That takes us to Saturday. Riggins, he pinned Wisconsin's Braden Scholes in the second period. That put him in the finals where he matched up with Pennsylvania State champ Levi Haynes, who's also number four nationally. Um, individually at his weight. Haynes took the first match, and it was it was kind of impressive. 12-2. Riggins, he scored a takedown in the first period, but then Haynes locked up a couple different leg laces and rolled Riggins up for the win. Then Riggins fought back, um, forced a third match because he won match two, 6-6. Six six. Remember, in these finals for the world teams, um, best two out of three. So Riggins able to force a third match, 6-6 six, six on criteria. They traded takedowns in the first period. Haynes scored another to take a 4-2 lead in the second, but then Riggins went chest wrap uh, for four on the edge in the second match. Um, but then Haynes was able to cover for two of his own. That made it 6-6, six to six, but Riggins had the lead on criteria because of that four-pointer. That ultimately held up as the winner, right? Um, as action continued over the final few seconds, Haynes nearly scored an exposure to win in the final seconds. The ref did not award it, so that forced us. Uh, that forced a third match, right? Haynes, um, in that third match, he rolled up another lace pretty quickly in the first period. He took an 8-0 lead. Riggins came back at a big four-point takedown right before the break. That made it 8-4. And then very quickly into the second period, Haynes took a shot, scored two off of an exposure, and actually ended up catching Riggins on his back for the pin and a spot on the world team. Really tough ending for Aiden Riggins um, during what was otherwise a really great weekend out of him. Um, so that was that was really tough to see. That was the very last match of the tournament, too. So he had all eyes on him. It was a tremendous series between both of those guys, Levi Haynes. Um, he's out of the M2 Wrestling 
Academy. So he wrestles with, you know, you get coached by David Taylor, who's an Olympian. Um, you know, it, you know you're going to be pretty tough. Also, coming out of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State champ, those guys are always held in high regard. Excellent series. Um, just real tough, heartbreaking ending there for Aiden Riggins. Uh, Bradley Hill, the other guy who also made the finals, great all weekend, right? Especially considering that he did so while being pretty undersized at this weight. So the way that these World Team Trials works, the, the weights are set by UWW. And when you get to that cadet range, there's only 10 weights. You want to make sure you've got some room for some of these younger guys because you're dealing with high schoolers here. Um, but when it gets to the heavier guys, the weights are pretty spread out, right? So you got to remember, Bradley Hill, he started this past winter season for Bettendorf at 195. He ended up at 220. He really wasn't a full-size 220. I don't think any of the, the top three guys at, you know, at the weight in the state were. Um, when you consider you know Bradley Hill, uh, Luke Walker from uh, uh, Waverly Shell Rock, and then Caleb Runyon from South these Polk. None of those guys were like full, you know, 220s. None of them were really cutting a lot of weight in order to hold that weight, right? Um, so he really didn't have to try a whole hard to make 220. Uh, but this past weekend, Bradley Hill wrestled at 110 kilograms, which is about 242 pounds, right? Um, it didn't really matter much at all in his first few matches. He he won. I mean, he made the finals with three straight technical falls, 10-0, 14-4, 10-0. That put him in the finals. Um, I th- kind of thought the biggest highlight from him in his run to the finals uh, was in a semifinal match. He beat Idaho's Aiden Ateo, who made the Greco finals on Friday. Ateo came back to take third in freestyle. Hill was very surgical with his attacks, a 6-0 lead after the first period. Ended up locking up the technical fall less than a minute into the second. Um, so very, very impressive. In the finals, uh, Hill had big Jim Mullen from New Jersey, who is the number one ranked heavyweight in the country. Um, this is where the size made a little bit of a difference, right? Because Mullen, more of a heavyweight, he's probably he's looking right around that 240 range, maybe 235, somewhere around there. Um, you know, I tell you what, um, I, well, okay, we'll get into it. Here's the, the first match. Mullen took the first match 18-5, and he, he hit a handful. Of, he had three exactly big four-pointers. Um, tell you what, man, uh, Hill, he would shoot in, and he would just get caught underneath. And this is where kind of the size made the difference because Mullen just took him for a ride a few of those different times. Um, you know, I, one big four-pointer in the first, two more in the second. That helped kind of really stretch it nice that first match. But that second match, I'll tell you what. A um, lot more tactical from Bradley Hill. He was a lot smarter. He was, uh, you know, much more careful about his decision makings because he and he said so afterwards too. That yes, he 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 didn't want to use it as an excuse, but there definitely was a size difference in that finals um, series against Mullen. Um, but that second match, man, I was super impressed with the adjustments that he made. He he led one zero after the first period. Mullen ended up racing out to a nine three lead, which which I really kind of put it out of reach there. Even though Hill came back and, and ended up being nine seven, um, but he wrestled a lot smarter. He found ways to finish quicker um he didn't get caught underneath either that was that was the big adjustment that he made from the first match Mullen got him once for a big four-pointer but other than that I'll tell you what he Brad Hill was he he was finding different shots finding different angles gave himself the opportunity at the end because he came back with a big four-pointer to make it nine seven that was with about six seven seconds left and you know he was trying to set up one more angle for another shot because since they both had four pointers a takedown would have probably given Brad Hill the win there wasn't able to get it done, um, but he did give himself that opportunity, which is, you know, you get in a position like that, all things considered, you can't, I don't know that you can ask for much more than that, right? So great weekend from Brad Hill, great weekend from Aiden Riggins, super impressed by both of those dudes. Um, the other cadet medalist from the state of Iowa, we had Iowa City High's Ben Keeter, third place at 92 kilograms. He dropped a tough, tough semifinal match to New Jersey's PJ Casale, 4-3. Uh, Keeter, he led 1-0 and then again 3-2. Casale, who's ranked third nationally at 220, um, he 
scored two with about 30 seconds left to lead four to three, and then Keeter nearly scored the winning exposure on the edge at the gun. Um, he initiated his roll on the edge right as the clock hit zero. I watched the replay, guys. I'll tell you what, if he had even a half second left, he probably wins that match 5-4, and he's into the finals. Um, he did bounce back to take third, though, a couple wins on the backside. Also in that bracket, Waverly Shell Rocks McCray Haggerty. He took fourth. Um, he made the semifinals, but then lost to Minnesota's Gavin Nelson. Um, Nelson pinned him in the second period while up 13-1. to um, Gavin Nelson went on to make the world team. He swept Casale in the finals, so Haggerty did bounce back. He met Keeter in the third-place match, and he jumped out to a 3-0 lead, but then Keeter started the second period, hit a big four-pointer, added a couple more step-outs to win that one 6-3. Great wrestling from both of those dudes over the weekend. Um, other freestyle wrestlers, uh, or at least other Iowa wrestlers in the freestyle competition. We had Drew Ayala. Um, he took fourth at 45 kilograms. He lost in the quarters to Idaho's Mac Mauger, who made the finals in both freestyle and Greco. He ended up losing both of those to uh, Pennsylvania star Bo Bassett, who that kid's a freaking animal, man. Um, but Drew, did uh, he, after losing in the quarters, he climbed back into the top four with three straight Russellback wins, including 11-9 and then 4-4 on criteria to go from top eight to the third place match. So really good response from him over the weekend. Um, elsewhere, Waver Shell Rocks, Jake Walker. He took sixth at 110 kilos. He also lost to Big Jim Mullen in the quarters. Um, then he won two in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the top six. Yeah, one more Gohawk wrestler also made the top eight. Ryder Block at 60 kilograms, and I feel like his performance deserves special mention. Um, it was also full in ups and downs. I figured he was going to be one of the guys from Iowa that was going to be contenders at his weight, um, who could you know potentially make the team, right? But he ended up losing his second round match to California's Brock Bobzine, who made the Greco team and also made the freestyle finals. So really good kid but in the process of that match block tweaked his knee pretty good in the process um and all he did in response was win five in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the top eight um he won 10-0 uh then he recorded a second period pin and then 13-0 over the other cadet, cadet greco finalists um at 12-2 over an oklahoma large class state champ then at 8-2 over an illinois state place winner all on saturday all while carrying a pretty distinct limp uh rider black ended up eighth but dang it if he didn't show why he's considered one of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers in Iowa after that performance. Shout-out to him, and shout-out to Waverly Shell Rock, man. Four on the podium in the Cadet Freestyle World Team Trials competition. That's really good stuff. Um, last one I wanted to mention from the Cadet Freestyle Competition was Lynn Mars Tate Nakaborn, who reached the semifinals at 80 kilos, notched a couple of hard-fought wins along the way, first 5-4 to four over California's Cody Merrill, where Tate had to score a takedown with 10 seconds left to win that one. And then he beat Minnesota's Ryder Rigazzi, uh, who is the Cadet Greco world teamer. Uh, Tate scored a takedown with about a minute left to win that one 5-3. Then in the semifinals, Tate lost to Oregon's James Rowley, who is ranked fourth nationally. Um, James also ended up making the team, and he beat Tate along the way two to one all of them were shot clock points uh, Tate scored one in the first then Rally scored two in the second uh, Tate got in on plenty of shots throughout that match just couldn't find a way to finish Rally pretty stout defensively tough way to end was a pretty tremendous run Tate ultimately uh, ended up sixth place in the tournament so that was the cadet freestyle competition real strong weekend overall for the state of Iowa I thought Nate made the team two more made the finals nine total made the podium you heard from Nate already but I also caught up with both Aiden Riggins and Bradley Hill after the finals wrapped up on Sunday some great conversations with those guys just about their performances overall this weekend uh, where their heads were at after reaching the finals and kind of what to expect moving forward this spring and summer there's still a lot of big wrestling competitions available for these guys to compete in um, you know the, the freestyle and greco state tournaments are going to be in a couple weeks after that you're looking at you know the 16u duels the junior duels uh, fargo's coming up where you got the 16u and junior national championships for both freestyle and greco
Greco-Roman. Lots of big opportunities for these guys to compete at some high-level competitions um, throughout the spring and summer. Um, so we talked about that as well. Great conversations with both of these guys. We'll go Bradley Hill first and then Aiden Riggins second. I hope you guys enjoy them. Bettendorf's Bradley Hill here after the Cadet World Team Trials. Um, got to the finals. Um, at kind of a weird weight, right? Like, cadets' weights are different, um, especially when it comes to UWW and stuff like that. But how do you feel like you wrestled this weekend, man? Apart from the last last couple matches, I felt like I wrestled pretty good. Got my offense decently. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the finals, obviously, I, that guy's good, right? Number one ranked heavyweight in the country. Um, you looked a little undersized. Did you feel undersized when you are out there on the mat? I want to say no, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just getting underneath of him. Uh, really strong kid, so... Yeah, a little undersized. Yeah, but like, you know, I I always felt like you were maybe quick enough to, you know, if you wrestle a tactical match, you could probably score some points on him, which is what we saw there in the second. What kind of adjustments did you feel like you needed to make from match one to match two? Not get caught underneath him more. Uh, set up my shots, circle more on my single, head outside on my high garage better. Not get caught in his chest trap like he got me a couple times in the first match. Absolutely. How long has it been since you wrestled freestyle before this weekend? year and a half two years i want to say since going into sophomore year okay well my first thought was legends of gold oh yeah yeah so but it had been a while right because like even yeah yeah, so i when you add that perspective to it i mean how what what did you feel like you learned this weekend then uh just more about myself what i can do uh what i need to do going into fargo to come home with the stop sign yeah absolutely i know that Obviously, those last two matches are going to leave a sour taste in your mouth. But I, is there like a level of confidence knowing? I mean, you, hey, you got to the finals of the World Team Trials, and there's still so much spring and summer wrestling left, right? State's going to be in a couple weeks. You mentioned Fargo. I mean, there's a lot left on the table for you here this summer. Yeah. I mean, after that last match, it was a little better. Kind of got down a little bit after the first match. Just didn't go my way. But wrestled better the second match, a more complete match. You know, just a little confidence booster getting second here. Yeah. Where, uh, where do you feel like tactically – Maybe you're gonna go like, going in next time you hit the practice room, right? What are you What are you gonna be working on? A lot of my feet, uh, getting out of front heads, just set on my shots better. Righteous. Uh, that's man. That's all I had for you. You got anything else for me? No. I'm Righteous. Aiden Riggins, Waverly Shell Rock, Cadet World Team Trials finalist. Um, I know that just that alone probably a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth, man. But I, what's is there a way to assess overall how you wrestled this weekend? You look really good these last two days. Yeah, I mean. This is probably one of the bigger stepping stones along the way, like one of the tournaments you want to win. But, I mean, it's not what you want, the final thing I want to do. I mean, I want to continue to get better. This isn't where I want to peak. I want to peak in college, past college, all that. I don't want to peak right here and then just stay the same. I keep getting better. So, I mean, I guess all I can do is keep learning and get better from here. So, just... I just keep that motivation and keep working at what I want to get get better. I mean, we got state in like two weeks. I mean, I wanted to go to Worlds, but I mean, got to turn that turn that uh, whatever around and start looking towards state and Fargo, be a Fargo champ, and then look back to focus out and just keep getting better. And I guess juniors next year. I know my dad wanted me to do juniors this year. I don't know if I am or not, but <laughs> so. I guess just keep learning and getting better from there. Don't take this and bring it, make, or take it and have it bring me down. Just 
keep working up and building from there. 100%. Well, I know juniors are next weekend, and your eyes look like they could use a week or two to relax before yeah. you get out and compete again, man. How uh, how beat up are you? I mean, that's we see your eyes. I am exhausted. <laughs> I mean, my, my body's pretty beat. I mean, that second match after I lost that first one, I mean, it could have been easy for me to just give up and lay there. My body hurts really bad, and I, I want to be done, but I know how bad I wanted to be. A world champ, not just a world team qualifier, but world champ. So I went out there, battled that second one, and I won. And that third match just didn't go my way. So yeah, I guess got to move on from there and have it not hold me back. So yeah, I I know that I, when it comes to it, it's easier to move forward with victories, right? But yeah. I I I hate to bring it up, but like the 15 you a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You lost in the third match there. How much does, you know, the growth you've made between there and now, I mean, in the immediate aftermath here, does that give you confidence of where you could go from here? Yeah, I mean, from where I was at as a six-pounder and coming up to, I don't know what I wrestled at, U15s, but, I mean, I thought I was pretty good back then. But, I mean, the jump I made from U15 to now is huge. I mean, I think I've changed my whole entire wrestling style it's completely different now but I think continue to build and I guess bring in more key aspects of like what I need to do to like freestyle is I think I'm more of a folk style wrestler myself but I think freestyle if I learned how to use the out of bounds more like make sure I get them there and then I could run through them get that point or if they try to do something just like I did in that third match and I pinned myself then I could pick up four out of that, but I mean, just using this and forward and all this time I have to build and get better, and I think I can make some more huge jumps and see where it takes me from there. So, absolutely. Um, you had eight total matches over the last couple of days. Um, came out like like <laughs> cannon out of a like. I mean, you just came out guns blazing yesterday, right? Like a lot of quick wins and, and real big win there at the at the end of your last match yesterday. What would you kind of learn about? yourself or or the way that you were able to compete with some of these top guys over just the course of the weekend really i mean you never you're never done wrestling i mean even myself like i was down so what was it i was winning and then they took some points away and i was losing all of a sudden i mean you can't keep a mindset of oh i got a few seconds left don't i mean do something crazy stick to what you're good at and just finish the match out to that it's zero, so I mean, it's all you can do. Give it your best effort, and I mean, I had fun this weekend. That's, I guess, all that all that matters. I'm giving it my best and having fun. I mean, there's only so many years you can wrestle, so enjoy it while you have it. Absolutely. So that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over these past few years: just having fun with wrestling. Like before my matches, me and Ryder usually goof around a little bit. I know it's probably not normal for people to mess around before the matches, but. Keeps you loose, right? Yeah. Me, me and Ryder and the teammates, like, we we mess around before our matches. Gets us, I guess, feeling comfortable and not so uh, stressed and tight before our matches. I mean, enjoy it while, while you're doing it. Just keep, keep going in the same direction. Keep moving up and climbing the ladder. Improve. But make sure you're having fun. I think that's the most important thing you can learn from wrestling. And all the disciplines or memories and all that stuff. I mean, 
that's probably the greatest thing I take away from wrestling. Hundred percent. I love that. I think last question I had for you was just the. I, did, I know you obviously wanted to make the team and go win a world title, and, and you kind of alluded to maybe an answer to this question already, but the, you know, to get to the finals and, and to force a third match and to beat all the guys that you did this weekend and wrestle tough against you know, the guy that ultimately made the team, what's, I, where's your confidence level at moving forward as you, you know, there's a lot of spring and summer left. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Fargo, State's in a couple weeks. I mean, there's a lot left on the table here for you, I feel like. Yeah, so if I went to Worlds, I mean, I would have had quite a few times, or quite a bit of time to keep training and all that stuff, but... What's in what's state in two weeks probably? States in two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. I mean, I gotta heal up and get my body back to wrestling shape. Get out of this beaten body. <laughs> and then after that, continue make make sure I'm doing the right things to give myself that chance to win that Fargo title. I know I'm definitely capable of that. I know I'm capable of winning this and the world title. It's just a matter of putting it out there and showing everyone I can do it. I know I can, but. I mean, my confidence is pretty high, so I know, I know I can be the best. It's just a matter of getting the job done. So. 100%. Great stuff from both those guys, and great, great stuff from all the Iowa guys all weekend. I made it up to the Dells for the freestyle competition on Saturday and Sunday, and I'm super glad I went, um, not only to watch the in-state guys do their thing, but to watch the best high schoolers in the country compete as well. It was an excellent tournament, and the team that ultimately emerged um, on Sunday afternoon uh, for the freestyle team, that's a team that we should all feel pretty good about for the world championships later this summer. That's a team that's as talented as I've seen in quite some time, and they can absolutely win plenty of medals in Budapest. Cadet World Championships are set for July 19th through the 25th. That's the same week as Fargo, the the 16U and Junior National Championships, um, and about two weeks before the Olympic wrestling competition begins in Tokyo. So mark your calendars now, guys, because that's going to be a busy couple weeks for us wrestling nuts. A couple final thoughts here to wrap up the show. There was a Greco portion of the Cadet uh, World Team Trials. That was all contested on Friday, and I don't want to leave out the few Iowa guys that performed really well there on Friday. And we have to start, obviously, with Underwood's Gable Porter. He made the Cadet Greco World Team trials finals at 55 kilograms um he looked great on friday guys um you know he opened with a a 10-1 win over tegan vasquez from montana he's a state champ who's a junior folk style national runner-up not too long ago um gable won that one 10-1 then he beat nebraska's kale laridzen who ultimately made the freestyle finals he's a two-time nebraska state champ and also a 2019 15u freestyle world teamer that won a bronze medal at that world competition so really credentialed guy that gable porter just kind of manhandled handled a little bit 11-2 quarterfinals uh, Gable beat Sean Conway out of Illinois 6-1 in the semifinals he beat Oklahoma's Rhett Peak by fall that put him in the finals against Alabama's Corey Land um, who is a reigning uh, cadet Greco world teamer back in 2019 he also recently just took uh, third at the junior folk style national championships up here in Cedar Falls um, 
And Corey Landman, I, there's that you can always tell, and it's probably easier to tell here in Iowa when the, when guys practice Greco with some sort of regularity because they they when they go out there and they wrestle, they know exactly what they're doing. And Gable had that look through his first four matches at the on the Greco portion of the World Team Trials, um, and then he kind of ran into a guy that obviously practices and is very very good at Greco. Right now, now he's a two time World Teamer in Corey Land, and Land won that first one eight zero real quick. Uh, takedown turn and then a big toss for four to, to close that first match down second one Gable came back man um, you know it was 4-4 four, four. Gable actually led on criteria in the first period then he got hit for a caution and two for leading with his head and then, and then Land was able to score two more points to win that second one eight to four sweep the series win the spot um, but tremendous performance there from Gable Porter um, he came back to Russell freestyle but he bumped up to 60 kilo he actually made a, a run to the quarters um, before taking two losses getting bounced from the tournament um, elsewhere in the Greco competition in the 15 you side of things, Brent Slade. I uh, want to mention that guy real quick. Uh, he's state medalist for Ames. Uh, this past season, this past February, I um, believe he's just a freshman. He actually made the 15U Greco World Team Trials Finals. Uh, two real, real good wins there for him to get to the finals, and then he ended up losing to a real tough Wisconsin kid, Aiden Sinclair, who that Sinclair kid's pretty dang good, guys. He actually won both cadet, Gre- or not cadet, he won the 15U Greco and freestyle competitions at that weight. That was, I believe, uh, uh, 68 kilos, um, or maybe he won Greco at 68 and then freestyle at 75. So he's he's pretty dang good. Um, so good stuff there out of uh, Brent Slade. And then uh, another one, Westwood Sloan's uh, Jackson DeWald. He was also on the podium in the Cadet Greco competition. Um, so real good stuff to see. Just a lot of Iowa guys just out competing and just, you know, earning spots on the podium and bringing home hardware. Just um, really fun to see these guys go out and compete. And, you know, I wish I could have been up there for the Greco portion. Um, ended up having to do some Drake relay duties. So I ended up watching the entirety of the Greco competition, all of Gable's run from the, the, the Drake Stadium press box. But then obviously I was able to make the drive up that night and watch the entire freestyle competition on Saturday and Sunday. So super glad I went. Super fun weekend. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the coverage. Uh, we're only getting started here with some spring and summer wrestling, right? This this upcoming weekend, we've got the uh, the junior, senior uh, freestyle and Greco National Championships right down the road in Coralville at Extreme Arena. We're going to decide our junior teams for Greco and freestyle, um, and then we're also going to have you know senior Greco, senior men's freestyle, senior women's freestyle national championships. That's all going to be decided Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so keep keep you know, hey, we're just getting started there. And then the week after that, I already mentioned it the the Iowa um, you know 16U and junior freestyle and Greco state tournaments. That's going to be at Southeast Polk. That is going to be a loaded tournament there. Um, you know, the first full weekend of May, I believe that's just going to be at Southeast Polk. So um, you know, buckle up, guys. It's going to be a fun few weeks and then we're really only getting started because as we get into June and then in July you know I mentioned the 16U duels the junior duels uh, we're going to have the national championships coming up we're obviously going to have our eyes on Budapest when when Nate Jessaroga goes over there to compete and and then not long after that the Olympics are going to be right around the corner so lots of wrestling yet this spring and summer hope you guys are still um, tuning into the podcast we're going to have so we're going to have a lot of fun stuff planned for the spring and summer um, just around all these big events in between all these big events it's going to be a blast I don't want you guys to miss a thing Um, That's all we've got today, though. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show Pretty Please Guys on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin. And be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. I just told you that amazing rundown of wrestling that we've got coming this spring and summer. I don't want you guys to miss a dang thing. We're going to be busy 
these next few weeks. We're going to be busy in June. We're going to be busy in July. I don't want you guys to miss a thing. So please, please, please find those links and subscribe. They're in the show notes as well as stories from this past week. I don't want you guys to miss anything. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can tell how excited I am. I keep harping on this. I want you guys to be just as excited as I am because that's just going to make following these guys and watching all these kids and, um, you know, all the other bigger competitions that we got coming up, it's going to make it all just all the more better if, if I'm not the only one excited about it. So I hope you guys are too. Like I said, that's it for this episode. Thanks a bunch for listening again, you guys. We will talk again soon.